Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 9th, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 27. Now, I'm not going to read this whole chapter to us. The whole chapter describes Paul's trip to Rome. He's on a ship. They're in the middle of a storm. They're trying to make their way. Remember, Paul is on trial. He's on his way to Rome to stand and to give a defense before Caesar. So there's not a whole lot in this passage that we've not already talked about. And we'll talk some more about this tomorrow. But one of the things you see in today's reading is that even in the midst of our storm, God is with us. We'll talk some more about that tomorrow. But I do want to highlight one verse and talk a little bit about how can we be faithful to God's Word in our devotional time every day. So the verse I want to read comes from chapter 27, again, verse 17. It says this, the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. In other words, they're in a storm, and the storm is so severe, they're afraid this ship is going to break up. They'll be shipwrecked at sea. They'll all be in great danger. So they're tying ropes around the hull, hoping to hold this ship together to give it more stability and strength. Well, I'll never forget when I was in college hearing a pastor preach a sermon on what these ropes stood for. In other words, he said, when you find yourself in a storm and you need to hold your ship together. Here are three principles that these ropes represent. Well, that might be a clever idea, and what he preached that day may even be true. It's just not in this text, and that is misusing Scripture. That's allegory, and we have to be very careful about allegory. Allegory is looking at Scripture and seeing symbolism that wasn't intended by the original offer. Now, in Scripture, there is lots of symbolism that is intended by the original author. A lot of the Bible is symbolic. But in this passage and some others, the, the passage is not symbolic at all. Luke is not trying to communicate to us anything about these three ropes and what they stand for. And so I've got to be careful that I don't read my idea into the text, or I don't take an idea, even a good idea, and misuse the Bible to support my good idea. Let me give you another great example. I'll never forget hearing a sermon years ago. It was about David and Goliath. And when David went and got the five stones and went to face Goliath, the sermon was when you're facing a giant, here are the five principles or here are the five keys to victory that these stones represent. Again, the five keys to victory may be good, solid, biblical teaching. It's just not in that story. And so don't use the story to support your five ideas because in doing so, you're training people really to misuse God's Word. We don't want to read the Bible, and every time we see something that we can number, then we start imagining what those things might stand for. Again, there's some symbolism in the Bible that is intended and used intentionally by the author. 
But this is not an example of that. So when we are reading our Bible every day, and that's our goal of this podcast, is we're trying to learn to open the Bible and allow God to speak to us. So when we're reading our Bible every day, how do we interpret Scripture? Let me give you a handful of principles that I think will be very helpful to you every single day as you're trying to connect with Jesus. Number one, I want to invite the Holy Spirit to teach me. So when I open my Bible, I want to open my heart and mind to the Holy Spirit. I believe He is there. He's with me. Remember, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and He's our teacher. And Jesus promised He would lead us into all truth. So Holy Spirit, Help me to understand and apply your word. Help your word to transform my heart and life. So I want to invite the Holy Spirit to help. Second, context is king. Every time I read a passage, I want to understand that passage in its context. And the Bible is full of verses that if you pull that one verse out of its paragraph or out of that book of the Bible or out of its context— if you take that one verse, man, you can, you can make the Bible say all kinds of crazy things the Bible does not say. We have to interpret Scripture in its context. So when you have a verse that you're trying to figure out, if you'll go back and read the chapter before and the chapter after and get some context, often that will help you to understand what the author is trying to communicate in that particular verse. Here's a third principle, is that we've got to let Scripture interpret Scripture. So if I read something in the Bible that seems to disagree with everything else I've read, I've probably misunderstood, right? I want to make sure that the Bible interprets and helps me to understand the Bible. And when you think about any particular topic, the Bible has a lot to say about most topics. So for example, if you're trying to figure out how to build a great marriage, you should probably consider several passages where the Bible addresses marriage and all of them give you a much fuller, better understanding of your responsibility as a husband and wife and how to build a great relationship and how to love and serve each other, right? And so the Bible is interpreting the Bible. If I take one little verse and I pull it out, I can have a distorted picture of what marriage is supposed to be. One of the verses that's been used that way is the idea of submission. And so women have been told over and over and over again, you need to submit. And the Bible does say that a woman is to submit to her husband. But that same passage says, husbands, lay down your life for your wife. I want you to die to yourself the way Jesus died for you. Well, when you read that in its context, well, that changes everything, right? And so we need to apply that hermeneutic in every passage. When we're trying to understand what is this verse saying about the topic, let's make sure we're allowing the Bible to interpret itself. Here's another fourth idea, is that we want to ask the question, what was intended by the original author? So again, in our passage today in verse 17, Luke wasn't intending to tell us anything about these three ropes. And if Luke wasn't intending to tell us about the three ropes and what they stand for, I don't want to read my idea into the text. So what was the intent of the original author? Now, I can make personal application, right? So again, when we talk about marriage, 
if the truth is, as a husband, I'm called to lay down my life for Tina, then I need to ask the question, how do I personally apply that to our relationship, to our daily life, to our weekly schedule, to our relationship with our kids, to our future, to all of these areas? How do I love Tina the way Jesus loved me? Well, that's the personal application part. One of the reasons this is so important is that I think sometimes in church world, in Christianity and American culture in particular, we think Christianity is informational when it is primarily transformational. And our problem is not that we don't have enough truth. Our problem is generally we're not doing what we already know. So here's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7. I love this. He says, listen, if you'll hear this teaching and obey it, then you'll be like a man who builds his house on a rock. And the storms, well, they're coming. But when the rain and the wind and the waves beat upon your house, it will stand. It will not fall. Why? Because it is built on the foundation of Jesus, on the foundation of truth. So what we're doing every day is we're opening the Bible and we're building our life on the truth. Again, Alan, how do I do that? Well, what I do is I open the Bible and I'm reading and I'm praying as I'm reading. And when I read something, for example, that's positive, then I want to ask God, God, help me to live that way. So today, when I read about Paul's story and how he lived with such a sense of mission and risked his own life and really wasn't concerned about his well-being, he was concerned about preaching the gospel and going around the world and fulfilling the call and the mission of God— man, I want to be that way. And so I just take some time to pray about that. Lord, help me to be faithful to you, to understand and fulfill my call, to have courage, to be willing to sacrifice. I want to be more like Paul. And then also when I read something negative in Scripture. So in our story today, the men, they ignored Paul's warning, and they headed into this storm, and they ended up shipwrecked. And so I want to pray about that. God, help me not to be so stubborn. Help me not to be insensitive. Help me to hear and to follow your voice. God, I want to be faithful to you. This is not about me. It's about you. I, I want to be on your agenda, not my agenda. I don't want to end up shipwrecked because I was so determined to have my way. And so, God, give me humility. Give me a willing to submit. Give me a willing to acknowledge you as my king over every area of my life. So that's kind of how I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading through my Old Testament reading, my New Testament reading, my Psalm, my Proverb, with that kind of thinking and praying through and asking God to help me live in a way that honors and pleases, blesses Him, and that blesses me. Well, I hope this is helpful today, just kind of understanding how to utilize the Word of God every day to build, to strengthen to grow our faith. That's what we're trying to learn to do in this podcast. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for every person listening. God, they're listening because their desire is to grow. And Lord, you've given us your word. I'm reminded of the verse that says, we long for the pure milk of your word so that we can grow in our salvation. God, I pray that your word would grow our faith and build our character and transform our lives. God, the Christian life's not about what we know. It's about who we're becoming 
and we invite the Spirit of God and the Word of God to shape and transform the man and the woman of God. So, Lord, I just pray that we'd all be open to that, that our time with you every day would be more and more meaningful. God, transform our heart for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.